The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. Hello and welcome to this edition of Stockhead's Rock Yarns. I'm your host, Peter Strachan, and today we're delighted to be revisiting the Metallicity story with the Managing Director of that company, Jason Livingston. Welcome to the podcast. Good morning, Peter. Thank you very much for another opportunity to talk to you. Jason, things have been moving along pretty quickly at Metallicity over the last couple of months. The stock has sort of risen over 10 times, uh, yep. but but uh, and you're continuing to come up with some decent drilling results at your Kukaini uh, gold project. I saw uh, some pretty juicy intercepts of four metres at 16.3 at uh, Leopold, uh, two metres at 14.1 at McTavish, uh, and you're well on the way to earning your 51% interest uh, there. Can you tell us what's been happening over the last uh, month or so and uh, what this sort of news flow is from uh, drilling, as you expect, over the next uh, quarter? Yeah, sure. Look, it has been an exciting few months. Um, it's been a bit of a game changer with Metallicity and it's been exciting to be a part of and I'm glad I could actually create some value for our, for our long, long-standing shareholders and our new shareholders uh, to boot as well. But um, look, for the past two months, it's all been it's been about drilling. Uh, we're currently drilling at this point in time. We started a couple of weeks ago and that's progressing really well. We're concentrating at Leopold where we haven't I don't think we're anywhere near the edge of those uh, mineralized systems at this point in time. So I think there's an incredible opportunity there. Um, and to follow up on the likes of the, the four metres at 16 and the three metres, well, they included three metres at 20, but the, the one intercept which isn't as spectacular for the market that got me really, really excited for Leopold was our last southerly drill hole that we did in the last program that came back at 10 metres at 3.2. And that was from around about the mid 20s. So vertically, it's only about 20 metres deep, which is a nice wide intercept, tells me that the southern extents are far from uh, far from defined and that's where we've been concentrating over the past few weeks is just stepping out from that last drill intercept and hitting that structure going south and also down plunge as well. We did a couple of deep holes, uh, about 150 metres, um, hitting those down plunge aspects of Leopold. And I, I think today we should be moving up to the north northern area of Leopold to start pinging that gap between Leopold and McTavish where there's a, a two-kilometre gap between Leopold and McTavish where they both sit on the same structure. And because of, uh, I don't know, numerous reasons for previous explorers, but the old-timers couldn't quite explore that area because it's covered with a, a thin veneer of sheet wash. So, yeah, the, the, the opportunities are phenomenal within the Kukaini Gold Project, especially at Leopold and McTavish, to just keep stepping out and hitting that structure. So, Jason, yeah. it's it's interesting that because the uh, the legacy miners there would have, uh, you know, three grams, three or four grams a ton would have been oh. waste, you know, to them. Exactly, so, exactly. Uh, and uh, but when you get a nice thick zone like that, that's tons. That that's uh, at such a shallow zone. That's oh. very exciting. Exactly, and that's what does get me excited as well, is because. Those sorts of widths, and look, the, these the, the nature of the ore body. Sorry, I shouldn't refer to it as an ore body because it's uh, mineralization. Mineralization, yes, correct. Um, is that in the angle of drilling, these intercepts are pretty close to true width. 
So these aren't skewed widths that we're talking about. Um, so this is it's a consistent and relatively quite wide and relatively high grade mineralization that we're actually dealing with here. So um, and that's that's what gets me really excited. I was up there last week um, saying good day to the guys on the rig and the geologists on the ground and just going through the chips and having a look at what's going on. And I'm really excited. It's 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 developing quite well. So, Jason, as you're looking along strike to the north and to the south, uh, yep. is there any soil sampling or is it really just the geophysics or you're just basically drilling out 40 metres at a time and seeing if there's more gold out there? Oh, look, that's a really good question because, uh, look, because the nature of the actual cover through that area, it's this transported sheet wash. So the soil sampling wouldn't quite work. And there are historical soil samples through there, which over the immediately over the Leopold area, did manage to actually delineate what could be reflected as um, in situ mineralisation. Where, but that, that's why we did the drone survey. Um, it's incredibly high, high detailed um, magnetics, and it's been shown to actually pick these structures up. And especially uh, with the structural setting of Kukani, there seems to be a good structural interaction with cross-cutting faults, which which give us these bonanza plunges, which um, I'm unfortunately still waiting on the actual drone results, the drone images, to finalise that interpretation, to fold in some of these targets. But um, that's exactly why we've done it. And, yeah, the regional geophysics that have been flown historically, we've reprocessed those, and it's easy to see that these structures do continue. But my my idea is spend a little bit more on the geophysics. It's a relatively cheap survey. It's $30,000, $40,000. But if I can assess a target with three to four drill holes instead of 10 to 15, it's saving money at that same time as well. So it's just that efficient and methodical exploration and maximising that value for money. Um, we are still a junior, um, so it's just making sure that whatever we do do answers as many questions as possible. So, yeah. What's your budget there for the rest of the year, Jason, on the Kukani Gold Project? Oh, look, I'd love to just keep drilling for the rest of the year. Um, <laughs> So, look, we are, we've got a 5,000-metre program at this point in time. Um, we do have scope to expand that, um, and it is likely we probably will, pending on logistics and staffing and also labs as well. Um, the labs have been absolutely inundated because I think every Tom, Dick and Harry with a gold tournament in the Eastern Goldfields is doing something at this point in time. So the, the turnaround time in the labs is a little bit um, a bit longer than usual, but it's certainly not through their own fault. But... Uh, some, uh, through that methodical exploration, there may come a point where we have to go, okay, we need to take a step back here and making sure that what we're actually are doing is efficient and methodical and, may, yeah, ensuring that we're not actually just wasting money. Um, Jason, are, are the samples going to Kalgoorlie? Are they going into Perth? And is that a, like a three-week turnaround or is it getting out? Yeah, like it's looking like about a three-week turnaround time um, for the for the assays. Uh, when I was... When I drove through Kalgoorlie on Friday, I drove past the labs that are sitting in uh, West Kalgoorlie there, and their yards are just a sea of green bags full of calicos. So it's good to see things are busy. Um, but, yeah, it certainly doesn't help with turnaround times because they've absolutely been inundated. So uh, what's the uh, the budget there, do you think, uh, and, and how's the, the finance standing up at the moment? Oh, look, our recent capital raise was incredibly successful, and that's certainly well-funded us for this initial program here and also for our able to expand that as well. So we're well-poised financially to continue drilling, um, certainly well beyond this current 5,000-metre RC program. We are toying with the idea of getting a diamond rig out there as well and getting some core into some of these structures and performing some of that peripheral work around the metallurgy and the geotechnical aspects. 
of these um, prospects. So we're well poised to continue our exploration efforts for the, for the remaining of the year. And the we know that the mineralisation continues to, you know, at least 400 metres because the old timers uh, developed, they mightn't have mined that deep, but they certainly developed down there to have a look what was going on. Oh, very much so. The cosmopolitan gold mine is, is extraordinary in itself. But between 1896 and 1922, uh, these guys managed to develop a, a an inclined shaft down about 400 metres, so it's about vertically about 320, and some phenomenal grades were taken out of there. And an average head grade over the life of mine of 15 grams is just absolutely phenomenal. Um, and look, and earlier this year as well, there was, there was a data set that we had internally that we sourced from the Department of Mines, which was all the old historical grey control data that was done whilst it was actually being mined. And... Some of the grades that they were dealing with, several several hundred grams to ton um, is what some of the channel samples they got back, was just re- quite common throughout this whole mine. So it's exciting. And look, my own interpretation, I think there's a lot of remnant mineralisation left over. Um, it's the reasons why the actual mine ceased weren't because of the end of mineralisation. It was essentially because of World War One, the lack of staff, uh, lack of manpower, and also water as well. Um, I think back back in those days, their ability to deal with the inflow of water certainly started to get on top of them um, towards when they were getting down those depths. And in today's day and age, the the watering, the dewatering technology has obviously incredibly evolved since then. And the ability to go back down and reopen these sorts of areas is, has been done before in the early 2000s. The operators then, they actually dewatered the Cosmopolitan gold mine and went down and Took a bunch of photos, which I released in an announcement there because I managed to get um, those images from those reports. And the ground stability is phenomenal. Um, this was mined over 100 years ago, and the, the, the ground is very, very compassionate uh, geotechnically. So it looks, so it's all standing up nicely. So do, do you think yeah. there'd be potential there, Jason, for um, an open pit on to take out the lower grade sort of remnant material, you know, down to sort of 50 67 yeah look that's more than a possibility it has been done historically as well the cumberland pit which sits on our tenure that we're farming into um was mined in the late 80s and that had an average head grade of about seven grams so it's given us a great opportunity to actually look at the structure in 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 all its glory in the in the pit walls there and in the northern pit face the structure continues and i channel sampled it and got great as well so um yeah that's the love affair with Kikani is certainly ongoing. It's um, it's certainly it's a high a, grade, and it's when you're getting grade like that, and now recently oh, you're starting to get some decent uh, widths there. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, so Jason, um, you're sort of drilling on sort of two or three fronts at the moment at Kikani yep. around Leopold and North and South. Um, how close to the boundaries are you, and who are your neighbours, sort of north and south along Strike? Yeah, look, um, I think Genesis, well, no, I don't think Genesis did do a, uh, a recent acquisition um, for a private entity's ground around the Kukani area. Um, but immediately south of the Leopold tenement is a company called Carnival, who recently acquired a tenement from, I think it was Western Resources, which is another private entity. Um, and yes, yeah, so look, and also that gap in between Leopold McTavish and the Cosmopolitan trend as well. So um, our competitors in the area are quite active, and it's, it's I think, um, reference in their announcements is the highest form of flattery. So it's nice to be uh, referenced in that area and means that we're doing a good job and people like what we're doing. So I'm, I'm taking it as a compliment. And uh, and look, yeah. it, it is it is one of those things where 
when we did, did take this project over, one of the aspects to why we considered it con considerably underexplored was the fractured ownership. And that continues today as well. And look, whilst we've got quite a relatively a small holding, even though it's starting to get up over 11,000 hectares now, um, we do have a lot of strike potential within the tenure that we do have. Um, eight kilometres of, of relatively unpleasant strike in the tenure that we do have in the Kakani project. But um, look, reading between the lines, we're, we're cognizant that MA activity is prevalent in the eastern goldfields. Would be foolish not to not to respect that. But look, our business is about developing a gold project and getting to a point where we're paying our own bills. Um, yeah. So uh, how? What are the the nearby mills and the potential for uh, sort of toll processing and so forth? Is oh, look, with these grades that we're talking about, I I I don't think the likes of Paddington is out of the question. Um, Leonora with the the Sons of Bailey mill there, I think they're quite occupied there, but. There's a plethora of options, but I do believe that I think whoever actually builds the mill in this area, because I, I don't believe it's just a project. I believe it's a province. Um, yeah. Definitely. If you have a look at, yeah, and if you have a look at what Genesis have, they're, they're looking at quite a decent resource base. Saturn aren't too far away with an incredible resource base as well. And whilst we have some small resources within our within our tenure, they are pre-2012 uh, so we are obviously working towards improving those to 2012 standards and significantly expanding those. But look, from my own personal interpretation of the area, I do believe that the area could possess several million ounces of resources, which whoever actually constructs the mill in the area, regardless of consolidation or whether you control the ground, I do believe you'll control the problem. Right. Yeah, and so how far away is Apollo Hill, the Saturn project? Oh, look, as a crow flies, probably 50, 60 kilometres. Okay. Yeah. yeah, similar with our Yandamindra project as well, where it's on that similar area there, which is um, about 55 kilometres east of Kikaini, which we've got a significant land holding out there, which is incredibly perspective in itself too. So we yeah, have so that... Um, I, I yeah. wanted to move on to that, uh, Jason. Yeah, sure. Yandamindra sure. Yand Yand is, is quite a large tenement. Um, yep. And, you know, you, you've got more more uh, sort of i guess uh, leg room there to 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 find something quite significant what's the program there uh look unfortunately at this point in stage those tenements are under plaint um okay. and we did fold those into the farming agreement because we did see two things really the, obviously the prospectivity um there's been a lot of activity historically and probably recently over the past few decades exploration wise and some, some nominal draw intercepts and as we're going through the DD um, of going into this farming agreement with Next Metals, we obviously went through the expenditure reports and those areas of which the complaints have been made against those tenements and regarding those expenditures and went through them with a fine-tooth comb. Um, and we were comfortable to fold those into the farming agreement given our interpretation of the expenditures and how they were reported and what was actually done. So... Whether or not I regard the claim as frivolous is rather irrelevant. It needs to go through the process of going through the warden's courts, having all that put to put to, put to rest, and next are doing a phenomenal job of that. That that responsibility lies with them. We are assisting them, um, but we, we we regard the claim as frivolous, and we're expecting um, that to be resolved in due course. Um, whether my interpretation, whether it's frivolous or not, pens it to be made in favour of next is up to the warden. Um, but at this stage, we're comfortable with what was done at that time. 
and we love the project and we're looking forward to getting out there. What's the time frame to get that through the court? Oh, look, that is how long is a piece of string. Um, So I'm hoping later this year, but in reality, it'll probably be early next year. Okay. So really, the all all uh, attention at Kukaini while you've got the access there. And, oh, exactly. Uh, and are you drilling with just the one RC rig at the moment? Yeah, correct. I'm actually going down to the drillers yard this afternoon to see what other gear they've got. So, um, but no, look, the, the guys are doing a phenomenal job. It's a it's a relatively new rig. They're great operators, and they're chewing the meters out. So they're, they're certainly getting uh, a lot of ground covered very quickly. But you're looking at putting a diamond ring in there. Have you done it? Yeah. Any metallurgical studies on the, the mineralisation? No, none, none as yet, no. Um, well, no, we haven't. There has been some done historically. Um, and, yeah, look, what we're seeing at this point in time is a, a relatively clean mineralisation. Um, it's all plain, plain vanilla pretty, sort of uh, metallurgy? Yeah, that's what we're expecting. Um, yeah, nothing too untoward with the refractory aspects. Um, I, don't, I can't see any reasons in the historical stuff that's been done. Um, and what I'm look, looking at now, it looks pretty straightforward. So, Jason, after the recent capital raising, what's that left you with uh, in cash to apply to the project? Oh, look, we've still got over a million dollars in the bank. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we're, we're well-funded. We're obviously, uh, we were very understanding that we need to put money into the ground. Our administration overheads are an absolute minimum at this point in time. Um and, yeah, it is about putting money into the ground because not only does that earn us into the project, it also generates that news flow and generates the actual value. Yeah. So at the moment you're really looking at drilling sort of yep. only down to, say, 150 metres, uh, RC drilling, a long strike, and, and, and where you know, where you've had, you know, sort of fleshing out the discoveries that you've made. Yeah, exactly. That's a, it's about stepping out um, from the known to the unknown. And once we finally get this drone survey finalised and those images are interpreted appropriately, we'll start to expand that step out along strike from those areas. And we've got a lot of wriggle room. Um, yes, we do have tenement boundaries, but we've got more than enough room to actually play with and some phenomenal targets to actually follow up, um, let alone the along strike, the immediate along strikes from these known areas. So um, it, it's just that that perfect conundrum of having too many targets. And the, the drone surveys, that gives you visuals, but is it also uh, doing any electromagnetics or gravities with it? Yes, yes, that's exactly what it's doing. It's doing, um, it's a drone magnetic survey. So it's quite a large drone with a magnetometer that flew very, I think it was uh, 10 metre spaced lines um, with a very low height over the ground. And what that with this magnetic survey, it's able to discern the different rock types and where there's breaks, and those breaks usually represent a structure which potentially could be mineralised. So, um, for so us quite, to be able to, quite high resolution then. Oh, incredible high resolution. There's a fair few images out in the public domain at the moment. I think Chalice Gold Mines with the Gulama, um discovery have got some fantastic images of the, a drone survey over that, and it just gives us incredible detail to what you're seeing beneath the the thin veneer of soil um, that, that's actually out there. And it really speaks to the uh, the technology, the advances in technology. Oh. Um, I mean, not just in exploration, geological uh, surveys, and but also in the drilling technology and then the yep. mining technology, the blasting technology. I mean, it's just, you know, if you'd, 
if you'd been in a cardboard box for 10 years and all of a sudden you were thrown out into the the uh, the gold fields, you wouldn't really understand what was going no. on. No, oh, exactly. And that's what's, that's what's exciting as well. It's like sitting on the outside, certainly um, my wife, she's not from a mining background, thinks it's relatively ho-hum that you go dig a big hole and away yeah. you go. But all that <laughs> peripheral activity, even down to power generation these days, there's a lot of studies in using um, old tyres and instead of coal. Um, it's, yeah. There's a lot going on at this point in time, let alone the battery technologies as well, which the mining industry obviously complements that too. But it's an so exciting so, time. Yeah, so Jason, it sounds like uh, we're going to have a string of uh, assay results coming through on yep. a, sort of, almost a sort of bi-weekly basis and <laughs> through, through the rest of the September quarter. That's that's exactly what I'm aiming for. Um, so, yeah, we do have a, a fair few batches in the lab at the moment, and uh, as soon as I've got them with process, we're going to be making those announcements out to the market. It's uh, certainly an exciting time at Metalism. Brilliant. Thank you, Jason. Uh, we'll look forward to having you back in in a couple of months' time when we've got all those assay results and you can start to put it all together and see how many tonnes and how many ounces uh, you think yeah. in a resource. Yeah, that, that's, that's exactly the plan. But, no, thank you, Peter. It's been fantastic. Thanks.